free your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi guys, and welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect, the podcast where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I'm Christine. And I'm Regina. Oh, here we go. Are you ready for this topic today? I'm so excited for this topic. I feel like it's always fun to talk about dating. And I think that it's so funny because like our PIP team now, one of our girls, Ramona, loves it when we talk about dating. (laughs) She's literally screaming at us in the text message going, more boy topics, more dating topics. So... We got you. We're listening, Ramona. (laughs) And I always feel like these episodes are really fun to record because we learn so much about one another and like the things that we pay attention to like are very different, actually, (laughs) like the way that we like approach things. And so today's topic is dating red flags, things to pay attention to when you're dating someone. And this list was compiled potentially, maybe based off of our own experience. <laughs> oh no, they were for real my experience. Once I started, I could not stop. <laughs> I like looked at the outline. I was like, oh man, Christine really went in on this. <laughs> I have examples. I was like, oh my God, girls. These are all the things that like literally I wish I knew while I was dating. And now that I'm getting married and stuff, mm. I'm like, you know what? If I had to learn this, at least what I can do is give the gift of what I've learned to other people (laughs) so that you can see what the red flags are and determine for yourself, right? Because that's the thing where you go through it and you're like, actually, maybe your red flag is my yellow flag, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's what sisters do, right? We share what we've learned and hopefully it can give you a heads up. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like always funny to have these like conversations to see like what Christine pays attention to versus what I pay attention to. But then it's also like good to get tips and be like, oh yeah, I would have never thought of that. Or, you know, that's an interesting way to look at it. So Christine, why don't you start us off? Okay. So this is not in any order. We were talking about it. It's not necessarily just the first couple dates. I mean, I feel like a lot of these do apply because as you're getting to know someone in the first couple dates, you want to be able to determine quickly if this person is worth your time. But, you know, some of these things too, it's like maybe after a year of dating and you're deciding like, oh, we're having certain issues about things. Like these could be red flags too that maybe it's worth thinking about. So again, no particular order. Just how I started off. (laughs) This person has plenty of excuses for not texting or responding back to you. Mm. And I really think that it is true. If they want to get to know you or it matters to you, like you're the type of person, and Regina talked about this in our getting what you want in a relationship episode, where it's like the guys that she was dating sometimes just wouldn't text back or wouldn't respond in a certain way. It's like if these things matter to you, That's legit. I think if someone really wants to get to know you, wants to get to know you better, whether it's the first date, second date, or a year into it, it shows by action and effort, not just the high moments or the fuzzy feelings. It's putting the effort and time. And I think something as small as simple as texting or responding back, I think the time frame is negotiable, (laughs) but that's something that I realized. 
No, definitely. And I also think that's something that ties in really well with this too, not just about the texting, but it's like making plans as well. Mm. Like when are they making plans with you? Are they making it only when it's convenient? Do they only make plans with you at night or on weekdays? Like that shows you how much effort they're going to be putting into the relationship. Because think about it, responding to a text message isn't that hard. I know this. I'm not the best texter at times, but if they're so dismissive about your texts now and so dismissive about the plans that they make with you right off the bat or a year mm-hmm. into the relationship, isn't this going to be a pattern that's going to just be ongoing? And if it really bothers you, as Christine said, the way that it bothered me, then that's definitely something to take note of. Yes. That's something I wish I could tell myself at the time where it's like, if you want someone who will text you back within the time frame that you like, that's not something that you have to deny yourself about. And if you communicate that and that person is like, no, I don't think that's that big of a deal, but you still feel that way, then that says something, right? And perhaps over time, maybe that time frame of that person texting back for you is like, you know, I just texted you. Why didn't you text me back like a minute later? Maybe through time you're like, oh, actually I've dated enough that five minutes is okay. 30 minutes, is okay, you know what I mean? But don't deny yourself of that feeling and try to justify that away when you still feel that way. Right, right. And of course, like we have to come to the understanding that, you know, people, if they're at work or they're busy or, you know, if they have a schedule that's like unaccommodating, but like we're talking outside of those scenarios. We're just talking about like a weekend and you text them and they don't respond for hours and hours. Going off of what you said about putting in time and effort based off of making plans, I dated this guy in college and he would only call me when he was drunk at night. And whenever I texted or called him, he never responded back in that way. It was always one worded answers if he Ugh. did. But then after he's had a few drinks after work and all of that, he's really chatty, really wants to come over, really wants to hang out. I'm like, you know, yeah. obviously 35 year old Christine would be looking back at 20 year old Christine and being like, girl, <laughs> what are you doing? He's <laughs> only texting you during these times because he wants to hook up. Do you not just do you not see that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I remember there was a guy I was talking to in New York and he would only make plans like after work or they would be like really like abrupt and spontaneous. It was never like well thought out or planned. And I feel like through that, I can already tell. I mean, I still dated him for a few months, <laughs> but I think I had that inkling that like, oh, he's not texting you back and getting really frustrated about it. But then, you know, that high of like, oh, he's texting me now. And like, yeah, oh, he's telling me about it, you know, telling me about his day. The game in your head, right? Because yeah. that person's doing the thing that you don't like, which is like, oh, he's not responding back to me. He's not like seemingly that interested when I'm <laughs> texting yeah. him or I want that. Then I ignore that. You know, I'm just like, well, you know, that's just how he is or it's okay. But then when he is texting me back or trying to hook up and all of that late at night, I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Yeah. See, he is interested or like, like you said, he's so spontaneous. He's so unpredictable yeah. and that's so much fun versus the nice guy who's so predictable and boring, you know, and it's yeah. all these silly ideas and thoughts in my head at the time. You also have to tell yourself, like, are you that fun and spontaneous on the regular? Like, okay, maybe it's like fun to do a spontaneous fun thing like once in a while. But if that's his normal and that's not your normal, that's definitely a big red flag. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Your turn. Storytelling. And what I mean by storytelling is what are the stories that he's telling you and how is he telling it to you? So, mm-hmm. you know, is he just telling you stories about like, oh my God, this one time I got drunk with my bros. Like, yeah, we've all had stories like that, but if it's consistent and constant and if he's always painting himself out to be the main character, it's kind of like reading between the lines of the mm-hmm. way that he's like talking about things. And in his storytelling, it's like, why is he bringing this up? Is he bringing it up to talk about himself? Is he bringing it up to brag about something? Or is there really like a purpose to it? And I think that also shows you like how willing he is to get to know you. Mm -hmm. Like if he's just talking about himself and talking about all of his like travels and all of these things and everything is just very me, me, me centric, then that tells you a lot about what he is as a person. Like he probably thinks about himself a lot and thinks highly of himself. And that is a big red flag. Oh my God. Yes. Or another interpretation is that he's actually so insecure about himself that he needs to project this image of what he wants you to think about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all do that in some sense, but then I think especially when you're dating, like you really get to pick up on like that feeling that you're like, you're really trying to talk yourself up so much that it makes me think that there's something behind this in that way. Not everything is as shiny and bright and as awesome as like you're yeah. really trying, especially when the focus is all of that. I completely agree. Yeah. I think when you're like young and you hear all these stories, it's like, wow, that's so cool. And I have definitely met people even now where I get wrapped up in that glitz and glamour. But then if you really, really think about it, there's a way to talk about your accomplishments and the things that you've done in a way that is not arrogant. <laughs> yes, yes. Or that you're trying to prove something. Yeah. You know, pe- yeah, you know that there's the difference where people that you feel like there's a chip on their shoulder and then they have to like make up for it in like a big way and how they talk about it, how they talk about that thing or themselves. I think that's what we're talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And also it does show, like Regina says, if you read it in between the lines, what they truly value, like what they're trying to say, but not really say yeah. in those exact words. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think what ties into that too on my list is like, they can't stop talking about themselves and they barely ask you any questions yeah. or really in-depth questions to really try to get to know you. Mm-hmm. So that kind of ties into like, it's all about them. They don't really have that like, social awareness or... I don't know. I don't know if it's like, is it compassion? Is it that true, genuine? Hey, dating is a two-way street. Yes. It's not just me trying to be like, yeah, I'm so great and all of that. It's like, who are you? Yeah. What are you about? What do you like? Even the small things, yeah, right? Yeah, I feel like I've been on so many days where I'm asking all the questions and then it becomes like me frantically asking all the questions because there's like dead space where nobody's talking and like he's not asking anything about me. So I feel like there are so many days where I walk away knowing so much about this person and I feel like they know nothing about me but to them they're like wow that was a great date (laughs) (laughs) you're like yeah because you share so much about you (laughs) that you practically just went on a date with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely gone through a lot of instances like that. And I do think that like with some guys, they're like shy and they don't know how to ask those questions. But then I also feel like, I don't know, like whatever I ask you, you can just turn it around and say, and you? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like you don't even have to come up with a new topic. We can stay on the same topic, but you just like reverse it. You know what I mean? Like I'm already yeah. bringing this topic up because obviously I have some interest, but yeah, a lot of guys so don't know true. how to do that. Tip. And also these are tips for girls too. You know, yeah. if you're feeling awkward on a date and you're like, I don't know what to talk about. Also Google some questions to ask on a date or even for yourself. What do you want to know about a person? Not putting too much pressure in like, is this person going to be my happily ever after the one? It's just like, if you meet a normal person at a party and you genuinely want to get to know them, yeah. like what are the, some of the things that you care about that you can ask if they care about mm-hmm. as well? We'll start with that yeah. and then see where the conversation goes. Exactly. Okay, your turn. This is a big one for me specifically too. Whether or not they get along with my friends or like put in that effort to want to get to know my friends or just like my family. I think that relationships are a huge part of our lives, romantic or otherwise. And if you bring someone that you're dating around to your friends and they don't like them or they don't get along, there is a reason why. Or like if they are not Mm -hmm. trying to put in that effort to get to know them, like if this ends up being your long-term partner, that's something that you have to keep in mind. For me, I know that my friends, I spend so much time with them. If I started dating someone who didn't get along with them or they didn't like, or they didn't like each other, that would put a huge stress on me. And I would want to know why is it that they don't get along or, you know, what are the reasonings behind it? And I think that too, if they don't care to, that's also an issue because then if you're trying to build this long-term partnership, it's not just like, a, oh, I'm just going to avoid your friends. Like this is something where you guys are going to be seeing each other and working together potentially for the rest of your lives. But if they can't even be cordial about it, that's a big red flag. Totally. That was also on my list. The same guy that I did. <laughs> <laughs> same guy that I did. Same guy, eh? <laughs> he'd always sidestep it. Just like with friends or family, he'd always be like, nah, I'm okay. Did you guys ever define your relationship? Were you guys ever officially dating or was it? No. Okay. So very like blurry yeah. lines. Yeah. For like two years, I think. Oh, wow. And he was like a constant. You know, mm. I, I like, I didn't date anyone else really. I think I talked to other guys because it wasn't mm-hmm. really going the way that I had thought I wanted. I referred to this guy a lot because mm-hmm. I learned so much from him because he's such mm. an outlier of the types of guys that I usually dated. Mm. I thought of him a lot as I was putting this list together. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, all of these, this entire list is just about him. <laughs> I just call him Bob. Bob. Okay. I just thought of Bob, you know? But really, yeah, I just, I'm thinking back, it was like he would always find reasons to not want to hang out with my friends and to be honest I can see why my friends didn't like him and he didn't like my friends because Mm -hmm. they didn't like him you know and they didn't know each other because we all came from the same college and stuff like that right so now thinking back it's like yeah it's really just shows for me he didn't really think long term he wasn't really mm-hmm. that, obviously he wasn't serious, you know, right. as much as maybe, I mean, he did say things that would counter that. That's the thing that's so confusing about dating because, you know, you're like, okay, listen to actions, but then they'll say other things that only you know that you're like, oh yeah, but my friends don't know him like I know him because he says stuff or you say stuff to each other that is vulnerable and you feel like, oh, that, that supports that he does care and all these things. It's, I know right. it's not as black and white, but these are really big key points where looking back, I'm like, yeah, if you don't care about the people that I care the most about and you're not even trying, then where does that leave us? My family, whether it's friends or family, is an extension of myself, yeah. my history and my future. So mm. if you do not see the importance of that and do not care to learn more or want 
want to get to know, even if your impressions of them may not be great. Because I mean, let's be real. Sometimes our friends or family are not like the easiest to get along with. Yeah. But if you don't try and they're not willing to try, it says a lot. Yeah, for sure. And like how seriously they take the relationship as well. Like that's a big note to keep in mind. Yeah. My next thing is this person has very little patience. Mm. This is something that I learned. And a lot of this is from Jack because Jack has a lot of patience. He has infinite amount of patience. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, from my perspective, he has an infinite amount. He has a huge capacity for patience, more than most people that I know. I am someone that can test anyone's patience. (laughs) So I learned that patience is a huge part of a relationship. That's part of dating, right? Because as you're getting to know someone and how they live, what they care about, what they do, their quirks, their tics, what ticks you off about them, patience is a huge requirement because some things, a lot of it gets lost in communication or misunderstanding, things that are not being said and all these things that require patience. It's over time. So if you notice that this person has very little patience Mm. to try to understand or to give it time, especially in like the little aspects, I don't want to say little, like for me, even now in the relationship with Jack, I need time after we argue. I cannot sit there and solve it right then and there because my go-to is to react off of emotions. So I am still in the process of unlearning that. When I go off of emotions, I just say and spew a bunch of things that I'm just feeling at that moment, but have not taken the time to really process and dig in deeper. So it takes a certain personality to be like, okay, I can have the patience to give you the time that you need for you to do that. Because I would say, I mean, I just got into an argument with Jack like a week ago and I'm like, I need time. (laughs) We live together. So I see Mm -hmm. him all the time. (laughs) Like I will still feel the need to just be like, yeah, so you do this, you know, or because I'm still irked about what happened. And Jack has to have a lot of patience (laughs) to not like- Take a jab. Take a jab or to respond back with that energy, right? Mm -hmm, For sure. That's a good one. I definitely agree with you. Patience is a very important one. My next one is willingness to compromise. Mm. I think that being able to agree with anyone is pretty much impossible, but it's how much are you willing to compromise and like work with one another? Like if they want to do this and you want to do something else, how lenient are you with one another? Or is it battle to the death? (laughs) You know, I think that especially when you're like first starting to date, it's little decisions, right? But as you get older and the decisions become bigger and involve money and involve family, like things get messy. So it's like, how much is this person willing to not necessarily bend over backwards, but find a compromise with you, right? Like say you both have tradition to go home to family for Thanksgiving. What is the solution? What you each go into your individual homes and then not spend Thanksgiving together. I use that as an example, because I remember in high school for prom, the guy that I went to prom with, he was very, very insistent on going in the limo with his friends. And I was really Mm. insistent on going in the limo with my friends. And we were both like, well, this is our senior prom and we want to spend it with our friends. And so we just went in separate limos to the prom. Really? (laughs) That was the compromise. (laughs) And that was the compromise, you know? And then I think about it like in a long-term thing and it's like, I don't want that. Like I want us to be like, Mm. okay, well, using the Thanksgiving example, if both of our families have this tradition, well, then maybe we should just switch off. Like something that you can like actively work together towards rather 
rather than being like, well, I'm just going to do my own thing. And, you know, different circumstances call for different solutions. But I think overall, you should always be working towards the same goal and finding solutions that work well for each other. Right. So like with prom, five minutes in his limo, you guys go a certain distance. <laughs> five minutes yeah. It's just we, the limos drive side by side. Yeah. <laughs> You got to be creative about your compromise, you know. (laughs) That's so true. And also something to take note of is being with someone who always feels like they have to be right. Mm -hmm. I think that plays into how willing they're going to compromise or not. Even for myself, too. There's some times where I catch myself. I'm like, I think I'm just trying to be right. I'm just trying to... Mm. That's the ego part that plays into it. Just agree with me, right? This is it. This principle and all of that. At the end of the day, you're like... It's not as important to be right versus like what is going to work, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you're going to be together and forming your lives around each other, even if it's just dating, because you're still choosing each of you is choosing to spend time, your precious time with one another. So being able to put that aside, like the ego and the need to be right. And even if they are like that, are they willing? Do you see space for them that they're willing to learn or willing to get past that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey guys, Regina here. To say that it is currently an overwhelming time is a total understatement. I find my motivation coming and going in waves as we are all learning to deal with this new normal. There's a huge struggle to find the balance between staying informed and being too informed where it causes a constant state of panic, and that's why I am so grateful for my BetterHelp counselor. It's easy to get inside our heads and create this downward spiral of all the things that can go wrong, but she reminds me that it's okay to be kinder to ourselves and to take things one step at a time. She even gave me worksheets that helped me set tangible goals that I can keep track of, and it has made a huge difference. I found myself creating schedules that are much more manageable while also taking better care of my mental health. Getting started is easy. Head to betterhelp.com pip to take a short quiz to assess your needs. You will be paired with a licensed professional within 24 hours. They have counselors that focus on depression, anger, stress, anxiety, trauma, and anything that you share is confidential. If you've been thinking about getting therapy, BetterHelp is a wonderful platform that provides affordable care worldwide. And for being a part of our PIP fam, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com pip. So start taking care of you and your mental health today. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pip, P-I-P. My next thing is the freaking pushy. <laughs> Ooh, uh, definitely there's a lot of energy cord there. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of energy behind that one. I mean, Bob kind of was push. I mean, he was pushy, but not to this degree. I definitely dated other guys who were pushier, but pushy as in they're pushy about getting their way. They're pushy about convincing you of something that, yeah, again, like they're right or they want you to do this or this is the best thing for you. They're pushy when they're talking to other people. It doesn't even have to be to you. Like if they're talking to their friends, their mom, your waiter. Mm, yeah. I always say that that's like a good way to see, yeah. like test someone's character, how they treat the waiter and like service staff. Yeah. Yes. Because it doesn't affect your long-term goal, you know, how you treat a waiter, but that really shows you a lot about their character. It does. It does. Because, you know, if they're like, I can get away with treating people less than me in that situation, then yeah, that really highlights their character and really what they're taught, you know, what they're really thinking versus 
maybe parading around this facade like, oh, I'm treating you really nice. But then, you know, other people I don't really care about. I don't need to put up this front. For sure. Also, this is something that I really wish that I knew and that I would stress upon, especially to women, because it shouldn't happen, but it does, right? But they're being pushy about moving too fast too soon. Mm. I mean that in a physical sense. I guess on a tangent, it's also like people that push you to commit earlier or to do things in a relationship that you're not not ready for. Yeah, exactly. So that's something to take note of. If you feel uncomfortable, especially when it's a repetitive pattern or even if it's the first time, Take note of that. Trust your instinct in that sense. You're being really aggressive or you're not even taking in what I'm saying and you're just pushing what you are, your thoughts onto me as if that's the only way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And this is kind of similar to that, but the opposite, where if a guy is too passive... Mm-hmm. That is also not great either. I feel like there have been a couple of guys that I would date. They were so passive and so like agreeable that I was like, I don't know what they want or if they just want me to feel like anything is fine. But I don't like that. That doesn't feel like a partnership. Honestly, in like friendships, relationships, I don't mind if people push back. It forces me to learn. But it's like, if you're just super agreeable with me all the time, which I have been guilty of in the past, then it's like, okay, but do I see a future where we need to make a big decision? And you're just like, oh, well, whatever you want. I hate that. No, I want you to work with me (laughs) to like, give me your opinion. You know, that's what I realized that I'm the type of person who likes to talk through things. I'm like, Hey, I have this issue. Like, what do you think I should do? Or, you know, what is the best way to approach it? I like to hear people's opinions, but if you're just going to go like, well, whatever you think is right. Like, I hate that. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I don't want to be the one who's dictating the entire relationship. And I think in the past it's because I didn't know what I wanted in the relationship either. So if you're like telling me to give the direction of this relationship, the relationship is going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Just two people not eating because neither of you guys can decide what you guys want to eat. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So I do think in this instance, it's like, I do appreciate it when the other person takes initiative or has opinions about things or is willing to maybe have a different opinion about something. But it's like, again, how do they go about it? Are they like, no, 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 I'm right. I'm right. You have to listen to me. Or is it like, oh, interesting. That's a perspective I've never heard before. And maybe you form a new opinion based off of that. Yeah. When I said Bob is the outlier, the majority of the guys that I've dated were all the type of guys that would say what they thought I wanted to hear because I have such a strong personality. Mm. Not I did. I still do. (laughs) A lot of guys are brought up to be like, you know, I don't want to be confrontational. It doesn't have to be a thing. It's just easy to just agree with it and just go with what you want because if that's going to end up being in a fight, then I don't want it. And I can see how that makes sense. Also, not going to put it just on them. I being such a strong personality at the end of the day to still just go with what I wanted. But I agree where at the end, I realized that this is what it became. I was dating myself. Like the guy before I dated Jack had no opinion, (laughs) no personality, (laughs) brought nothing to the table other than just being a human body to do stuff with. Yeah, I was like, this is not what I want. And I actually get really frustrated because the pattern of guys that I dated were guys that were seemingly like really easygoing. 
But then I would get frustrated because I'm like, what do you really think though? And that's what I ended up realizing is like most of the guys, as much as they were easygoing, would end up lying to me because they just went with mm-hmm. that, like being just passive and then just easier not to. They just wanted to be agreeable. Yeah. 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 They don't want to cause mm-hmm. issues. and all. But those are things that I had to work on on myself as well. But I would also agree. It's like, I think Jack has the right balance. And those are things I still have to work on too, because sometimes it's hard for me to believe that he does not have an opinion about stuff but there's also a lot of times that guys just don't have an opinion yes that is also something that I am learning <laughs> we're all ask them about something and get really worked up and they're like no I don't, I don't really <laughs> I don't care, care or it doesn't bother me and I'm like how can it not bother you and then I go on another rant and they're like yeah no still it's, yeah. doesn't bother me <laughs> So that's something to learn as well. Mm -hmm. But finding the right balance, because I do know with Jack, and I found it in him in the sense of, I realized for myself, I don't want someone just to either be too pushy or being too passive, right? And Mm -hmm. getting to the point of also encouraging that with the person I'm with. And then this with Regina. It had this exact same thing too, where like I would really just be like, no, Regina, I think we should do it this way, this way, this way, this way. I'm older. I have more experience in this. I know. And then she's just like, okay. And then there's no room for them to, even if they had an opinion, to express their opinion because I'm already coming off so forcefully. Am I doing a dating red flag for myself? (laughs) (laughs) These are, these are the hurdles that Jack had to go through in order to get to where they are today. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like, oh my God, Bob. And at the end of the day, it's really me. (laughs) Yeah. Christine is Bob. (laughs) These are dating red flags of Christine. Okay, what's your next one? Next one is they don't seem genuine or honest. And this is the one that I feel like it does take a while to pay attention because it is in like the little things that they do. It's in how they treat the waiter. It's in how they treat you. If they were like, oh, I'm the good person in the story. And then they tell the story and you're like, wait a minute, you're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. does that kind of add up to what your ideals of like morals of right and wrong are? I think that this is one of those things that you really do have to pay attention and read between the lines of the conversation that you're having, right? And you do have to go off of your gut feeling of like, yeah, something that they said just sounded really off. And I think that when we first digest that information, I've had a lot of instances of this where I first hear it. I'm like, oh, that sounds a little off. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, wait, that's really, really (laughs) off. (laughs) Like, were they even trying to share this amazing, you know, business venture that they're doing? Or are they showing off? Are they just trying to prove to you, like, look at all the amazing things that I'm doing? I've definitely had many instances where it's like, you know, one of the topics that I love talking about, especially when I'm first dating someone is like traveling. And it's like, oh, when you're on the topic of travel, there are different ways of talking about it. There's the, oh, well, I've done all these things. And like, oh, during Yacht Week, I've done blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, like those, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like whenever you hear someone talking about it in that way, you can already get an inside understanding of like what they are like. Yeah. Yeah. It is, like you said, reading in between the lines of that mixture of it feels off, it sounds off, and maybe you give them a couple of times and you notice it more and more that you're like, okay, putting all these things together, Mm -hmm. something doesn't feel genuine or honest. In my experience, it's been a lot of, it sounds like there's a big part that's missing from the story. Like you're Mm -hmm. not telling me the complete story or Mm -hmm. you're not being truly open about certain things. So it's like when they talk about who they're hanging out with, they Mm -hmm. might 
conveniently forget to mention this one girl that's gonna be there that mm-hmm. you later find out they used to date or had a big thing for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or that they don't answer their phone in front of you. Even when they talk about like their friends and what they're into or not into, the way that they say it, you're just feeling like your friends sound like assholes. <laughs> Like, but they're trying to justify it in a way that it's like, no, no, no. Like, this yeah. is, and you're like, I don't know, it just feels off. It just, there's a whole different feeling when you're with someone that you're like, I trust what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I really just trust it. And even then, sometimes you later find out like, okay, maybe your instincts were off, right? But that's how you learn that, okay, something was off. I see the sign. So for me, I am a really big person on honesty and communication. So this is a big one for me that mm. I think in my past dating situations, like, what I said about guys that just lied because it was mm-hmm. easier. I started to pick up on those signs. I'm like, oh, like I dated a guy. He was like, I'm going to go back to my home country to visit with my parents. And his parents were like really strict and traditional. Come to find out that he was going back because his parents had arranged a marriage for him <gasps> that he didn't tell me about. And he was going to meet her for the first time. Wait, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't realize that we were going into the plot of a K-drama now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. I know. And the crazy wow. thing was, I didn't even really like this guy. But then once that came out, I was like, WTF. Anyways, so yeah. Yeah, we really need to do that dating episode <laughs> now because I am I can't believe you've kept this from me all of these years. But uh, yeah, being disingenuous, I can see how that's a trigger for you. <laughs> Yeah. So that that's a red flag. What's your next one? <laughs> next one is they make you feel dumb. Oh. This is a big one for me because I feel like I will be the first one to acknowledge the fact that like I don't know everything. But if you're going to make me feel dumb about it, <laughs> then we got a problem. <laughs> like I think that I've been in so many situations where I think that I'm always like trying to prove myself in a way where I'm like, no, no, no. I know like a little bit of everything, but I'm open to having a conversation about things that I don't know. We can talk about this like two human beings. Hey, I don't know about this thing that you know about. (laughs) Teach me more about it than I will know. You know, like I don't need you to be super condescending and be like, wow, you don't even know that. Like, where have you been? Like, did you learn nothing in history class or science or whatever? I hate that because what I've come to learn is that, you know, all of the knowledge that we were taught in school I've forgotten the majority of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what I've also realized is that everybody picks up on different things and remembers different things. And like, who are you to shame someone for forgetting something or never having learned it? That's also like, you got to check your own privilege. Like if they didn't learn something that you did, like, oh, hey, maybe it's because you went to after school or maybe you did like extracurriculars that taught you that thing, you know? I mean, this isn't just like a dating thing. This is just like a human thing. Like... <laughs> How to be a Don't decent make, human being. Yeah, how to be a decent human being. Don't make other people feel stupid. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You know, and this is also extends to having your own opinion. And they make yeah. you feel stupid about your opinion. Yeah. You know, it's like the little comments that add up too, where you don't think about it until afterwards. And this is what I mean by in hindsight, where I'm like, mm. oh, man, it was so toxic where, you know, comments like, how can you not know that? Or... I don't have time to explain this to you again, or you never know this stuff, or really? Seriously? Seriously? You know? And it's like, you don't have to say it like that. You don't have to be such an arrogant dick about it, you know? Like, it's just so mean. It's so mean that it's like, 
honestly, yes, in a human being, in any type of friendship, as a person, we shouldn't be making each other feel that way, especially when you're thinking about having a romantic, intimate relationship with someone. Like it's those little things that you're like, dude, you don't got to be like that. I feel like it hits on their own insecurity. And like, that's something that you're going to have to deal with if you're thinking about having a long-term relationship with this person. Like every time you say something wrong or make a mistake or don't know about something, like that's going to be their attitude. Can you handle that attitude? Yeah. Something to think about. And I think it's things that really become very apparent, especially in your living style or your upbringing. Like it highlights like, oh, you think that that's okay? Or your parents said that you guys do it this way. And you're like, it's those little things that add up. On the day to day, you may just be like, oh, you brush it off and stuff. But when you really add it together, it makes up that person and how he or she sees the world or Mm. their attitude towards people. And there's no flexibility. There's like that arrogance about it. There's that like, I'm right, you're wrong. Even in the smallest things. And you're like, seriously, man or girl, it's not that big of a deal. It shows their priorities, what they really put emphasis on versus what you put emphasis on. And I think that while it's okay to have different priorities, like if they have a priority, that's just you completely cannot understand, <laughs> then that's definitely yeah. a red flag. I mean, you can have different priorities. You don't want to make the other person feel dumb yeah. or, or belittle the other person for not having yeah. the same priorities or values, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that ties into my thing, which is they don't take responsibility, but instead gaslight you. Mm. So basically gaslighting is when that person manipulates you to plant seeds of doubt that makes you question yourself, how you remember things, your judgment, how you see things. And it makes you have low self-esteem. It makes you question yourself. So they misdirect the actual issue and put it on you. Mm. During our fight, you said this, and that really hurt me. And they're like, I didn't say that. They're like, that's not at all what happened, where you're the one that like said this. And you're like, Okay, I mean, whether or not that's true as in I said this, but I'm bringing up the issue that you said this or this happened and that hurt me. And they're questioning you on how you saw. They're like, no, that's not what happened. I didn't actually say that or you totally misinterpreted in that way. So you're the problem. I wish I knew what gaslighting was and the effects of it, because it really is one of those things that chip at your self-esteem because you Mm. do doubt yourself. Because what we tend to do is we turn inwards and we blame ourselves. And there's a balance between taking accountability for yourself versus you're constantly being gaslit because the other person doesn't ever want to take accountability or responsibility. And all you can do to make this relationship work is to always blame yourself. And you're the one that's always compromising and trying to pivot and trying to be like, I can't do this. Or you're walking on eggshells around this person. That is a very real consequence to noticing the red flags from the beginning when they don't take responsibility and then put it on you. It's a power move. It's them trying to have the upper hand and making you feel belittled. And yeah, you second guess yourself. I think that in those situations where you're trying to be like, hey, I'm going to stand up for myself. This is something that's really bothering me. And then for them to dismiss it, that shows you how they would act. That shows you their priorities. That shows you that in the future, if this is a situation that ever comes up again, which it will, that's how they're going to always act. They're going to dismiss you and dismiss your feelings. And if you want a healthy partnership where you're going to actually talk about it, like if someone does something and you tell them that it hurts you, 
the normal reaction should be, oh my gosh, let's talk about this. Well, the mature reaction. That's exactly, yeah. The mature reaction is, hey, let's talk about this. I'm sorry that I hurt you. You yeah. know? Versus, you know, those like celebrity apologies where I'm sorry you felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> like they put it on you that like you're the one that's taking it that way, but it's not really what I did. Yeah. And like, I mean, I've been guilty of that too, where in the past, I think I've definitely pulled a line that's similar to that. But I think that now that I'm older and have a better understanding where it's like, oh, you know, if I do make someone feel bad, even if that was not my intention, I can learn from this experience and better myself versus no, I didn't. I don't understand why you would get so upset about that. Yeah. I hate that. Oh my God. One of the guys I dated... Story time. He do you have another prince that you dated that you're not telling us about? (laughs) (laughs) No, he definitely was not. We were legitimately together. He was my boyfriend, but we were Mm -hmm. long distance. And then Mm -hmm. found out that the one girl that I had suspicions about, like Mm -hmm. he had told her that we were broken up and they were starting to like (gasps) his friends told me this because we're long distance. And said that there was stuff happening. And then when I brought it up, he would be like, that's not what happened. And would bring up the fact that I was talking to his friends, which some of them were guys and be like, I think something's happening between you and them. Oh my goodness. And he would only bring it up because I brought up with that, you know, and I'm just like, at the time I totally played into it. Cause I'm like, no, 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 that's not, no, that's not right. No, okay, fine. I'm sorry. I didn't like, even though they said this, maybe I'm reading into it. And then like, oh my God. And I totally lost all confidence and self-esteem in that relationship. It wasn't even a year, but it, it lasted way longer than it should have. And I wouldn't even mm. say that it was like legit real because so much of it was in my own head versus mm. what was actually happening in that most of it, he was going around telling people that he was single versus me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to marry this guy. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So those are things that maybe in the beginning, again, it feels like red flags or certain yellow flags, but it's a really big consequence when you really get into a deep relationship with someone who does that as they're like... I guess, argument or self-defense tactic. Yeah, it tells you a lot about their character. Like, are they willing to compromise or are they just going to constantly be taking jabs at you forever? Or that manipulation, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, what's your next one? My next one is definitely they're not really listening to you as you're building a relationship with anyone, romantic or otherwise. You pay attention to what that person is saying, right? Like if that person says, oh, hey, I like to do this. And usually people, if they're interested, will try to plan something around that. But I feel like there are so many instances too where I'll be dating someone and I'll be like, oh, it'd be really fun if we like went to this museum or hung out during the day. And then they'll be like, hey, want to get drinks at like 8 p.m.? And I'm like, okay, (laughs) great, wonderful. You just want to Netflix and chill. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how much are they willing to want to do the things that I want to do or invested in the things that I want to be invested in? You need to have common interests. And if you don't have common interests, it's like that willingness to learn about one another, you know, and it's like willingness to listen to one another's needs as well. Like if their love language is physical touch, but it's not yours, like paying attention to those little things and adjusting. Like I think that in so many ways, what a lot of relationships will run into 
is that there's different love languages and nobody is willing to budge. And this just this deep, deep misunderstanding for one another. That's like, oh, well, they didn't care anyway. When in reality, you guys could both deeply, deeply care for each other. But it's like, how is that person listening to you and adjusting to your needs? How much are you guys willing to work together towards this one similar goal? Yeah. You know, those couples and you may be (laughs) in a relationship that's like this, where you see them and they're obviously saying different things at each other and the other person is only hearing what they want to hear versus what the person is actually saying. Yeah. Like I see this all the time in my friends' relationships as well as a 90-day fiancé. <laughs> oh my God. If you guys ever want to like a list of real red, like deep, deeply <laughs> scarring red flags, go watch 90-day fiancé. <laughs> like you're like, dude... He's straight out saying that he does not care about this, you know, like he doesn't want to have kids. And then she's like, oh, man, when we have kids, we're going to. And you're like, do you not hear what he's saying? Like, there's so many people. And I will put it on a lot of women that do this where you create that fantasy that once you get married, that's like the magical answer to everything. That suddenly this person who's in front of you, who said all these things that they don't want or that matter to them, that once you guys get married, all of that goes away and it goes exactly the way that you want because that's all you've been hearing or want to hear. It's just so funny when you watch people and you're just like, she legitimately has been saying that the entire time you guys have been together. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like now you bringing up 90 Day Fiance, it's a great example of this (laughs) because there's so many instances in this show. Like I'm watching the current season, 90 Day the Other Way, where (laughs) it's like a girl from Miami, Florida, who's like this party girl. um, And she's like dating a guy from Jordan. And the guy from Jordan is like, yes, I'm a very strong Muslim faith. When she arrives, she needs to wear a hijab and she needs to convert to Islam and all these things. And then it cuts to her and she's like, I'm not converting to Islam. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, you know, I don't doubt that they love each other, but I doubt their their ability to really comprehend and understand each other on the same page. Those instances happen in relationships all the time. And I agree with you. It's like, maybe in part, it's like delusion. Maybe in part, it's like, oh, well, they'll come around, you know? Yeah. I'm watching the same thing. And it's like, they have this one scene where she's literally like, I'm American. I have my independence. I'm not going to convert to you. I'm also not going to be a stay-at-home wife. I'm not going to be traditional. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 that is exactly what you're going to do. He's like, no, you will. You will do these things. And she's like, no, I won't. He's like, yes, you will. (laughs) And the other person is not hearing you, not wanting to hear you. And I mean, even in life coaching, I life coach many people in their relationships. And this comes up a lot. They're like deciding if they want to get married. Is this the right step? And realizing that they're just on two different pages. But they really want to make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, you put in all this time and effort and you're like, should I give this up after we've been through so much? But realizing that the future that you want, the life that you want, that person has been saying that they don't want that. Mm-hmm. It gets harder with time. But if you actually are trying to listen versus project what you want to hear, it makes a big difference. For sure. This is something that I think for me as younger, naive Christine. And I think I've talked about this before. It had to do with the episode of what do nice girls date assholes? This idea of this guy being the center of attention. Mm. And you kind of tie that in with like, oh, he has so much charisma. Everyone loves being around him. And he is just the center of everything. And is the life of the party. You're so attracted to that. 
I think just through experience, you realize that these guys or these people that need to be the center of attention like all the time, it comes from a deeper wounded place. I'm not saying all people who are the life of the party are like this, but I found that a lot of people who are like this, it's like in real life or when they're not the center of attention, they're actually really big downers. Mm. almost like their whole validation comes from being the center of attention or they make everything about themselves when it does not need to be about you. And it's almost like their fuel. If people are really into what I'm saying or that, like, how can I turn this conversation around or even at this party with a bunch of people? But in real life, they have really low self-confidence, which is why they need so much of that attention from other people to make them feel like, you know, they're funny, they're cool, they have something to offer. Mm-hmm. Even if that person's not coming from that place, you realize that being a partner to someone who's like that takes a lot of energy because when they don't have that attention from other people or they're not the life of the party or they're, maybe they're just like really big extroverts, being their partner, you almost have to accommodate that or you have to be as high energy as that, you know? And I realized that for me, I'm not someone who's like that all the time. I definitely have seen couples who are both like that. They are both the life of the party or they both like to go out or one of the partners is like always center of attention and the other person is so willing to rally up people around that or is always down to go out so that that person can be the center of attention. The perception of the life of the party or dating someone like that, you're like, oh man, so great. All, all of that for me personally, it was like, it's, it was really draining and really soul sucking. The image of what I was projecting about someone who has this personality did not match up with the reality of who was actually dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, I think it's like the priorities. It's fine to be the center of tension, but if you need to be the center of tension constantly, then that says a lot about them. Exactly what you said, their insecurities, how they feel about themselves and like the validation that they constantly need from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's something through experience that I learned versus the K-dramas or <laughs> what you see in the movies. <laughs> And then, you know, in the reality, you're like, oh, so what was portrayed, there's actually the other side, the yin to the yang. For sure. Definitely. And this last one to wrap it all up. They keep sidestepping when you try to define the relationships. We actually just did an episode about defining relationships. But if every single time you bring it up, like, hey, so what are we? Uh, What are we doing? You know, like if they keep trying to avoid that conversation and they're not ready for it, but you are, then that is very, very obviously a red flag that you guys are not looking for the same thing. As I've gotten older, luckily, I've seen a lot more like mature relationships develop around me with like my friends who have gotten married and things like that. But when it comes down to it, if a guy or a girl knows what they want and they like you, they will put in the effort to be like, Hey, this is what we are without this. Like, Oh, I don't know what we are. We're just hanging out. Like, I think that when it comes to having like a mature relationship, both sides should be in agreement with one another. And it shouldn't be a conversation that is constantly avoided. It shouldn't be a conversation that causes arguments and anger and resentment and all of these things. It should be a thing that's like, hey, yeah, I think we're there. I think we're at this next step. Let's move to this next step together. It's not one person moving to the next step while dragging the other person with them. And I think that this is something that I've learned too, where it's like, you know, if it's a conversation that I'm avoiding, then there's probably means that I might not like this Mm. person as much as I thought. But if that person is avoiding it, then it's like, okay, then I think that that's like a response. And that is an answer in itself. 
It really is. I think it also shows if they're unwilling to have that conversation with you, the lack of respect that they have for you. Because even if what you're saying that you want, they don't want it, at least have the respect to have that conversation. Exactly. Or else it's just them still trying to do what they want and not taking into consideration that you may not be on the same page and that you want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Again, it's okay to disagree, but it's like, how do you go about that? And how do you approach it and talk about it and really try to have a healthy, mature conversation about it rather than like, oh, I'm busy that day. Oh, I can't talk about this. Oh, I'm too busy now. I got to go. You know, like those are all not like, I thought we're just going to keep it casual. Like, you know, why do you have to make it so serious? And all these things that, you know, you can change your mind. That's what I realized. Bob was a big teacher of me of that, where in the beginning, (laughs) I really didn't like him. I didn't see Mm -hmm. him as that. And I think I carried that throughout the two, maybe two and a half years that we were doing what we're doing. I was like, I didn't really like him. I told him I'm okay with keeping it casual. What I realized too was that at the end of it, it wasn't that I really liked him. I just had grown. I wanted something that was serious. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to put in time with someone, I want to be building something versus just two years of just like, what the heck are we doing? Even if we decide like, maybe let's give it a try. We both don't really like it since we're already spending all this time together. Then let's do that. And he would always just be like, mm-hmm. why are you going to be make it so serious? Why are you gonna do After a whole year of us just doing whatever. And then I started to feel really like, oh, I'm being that girl. I'm being that girl that's trying to like lock him down and commit him, you know, mm-hmm. when reality, mm-hmm. I just wanted to define what is it that we're doing and what is it that you want? Mm-hmm. Giving myself permission to be like, it's okay that I want something that serious and Really, after I pretty much laid it down, I'm like, if we don't have this conversation, then don't ever text me again. I don't ever want to have any contact with you. Being forced into that position, he was like, no, I don't want to date you. Seriously. I was like, there it is. It was really hurtful. It was really all the things that we said about like the rejection part of like, oh man, he really at the end of the day just doesn't want me. But even then, we still continued doing what like I thought I was drawing boundaries, but I would always given like given you know looking back now i was like he still just did whatever he wanted to do after that he did not respect nor did i respect myself but the answer was there all along having that conversation confirmed it because it wasn't like afterwards i was still trying to change his mind or anything like he didn't change his mind that was what Mm -hmm. he thought all along Mm -hmm. i just didn't want to believe it i think at that point i was just over it, but also feeling really, I think, wounded by like, oh man, someone that I didn't really like as much <laughs> doesn't want to date me seriously. So what does that say? And really wanting to prove to myself that you don't suck <laughs> as much as you feel like you <laughs> suck right now. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just I didn't want to confront it. But whether it was a red flag, it was a sign. But I wasn't ready to face those signs. For sure. So I think to wrap all of this up, These are red flags that at this point now, I see it as really big red flags. But at the time, I wasn't ready to see them as red flags. So a lot of them were not flags or they were yellow flags. I chose to ignore it. Yeah. And I think that that's what we wanted this episode to be. Just a reflection on the experiences that we've had and things that were like, hey, next time, hopefully you won't have a next time. I will have a next time. But (laughs) next time I go on a date with someone, these are things that I'll keep in mind. And these are, you know, like little habits and things that I can keep track of. I think that 
in the way that people hold themselves and present themselves and talk about themselves even, you'll learn a lot about how much they respect themselves, how much they respect others. You know, at the end of the day, I think it's just like, go with your gut feeling. Do you think that this person is genuine? Do you think this person is honest? Do you think this person is kind, good? There are a lot of things that are little subtle hints. When you put them together, you get the full picture of who they really are. Yes. None of this is to dissuade you (laughs) to not date or to be like, oh my God, everyone out there is like damaged. And what is even the point? I think the biggest takeaway I would say, if I'm talking to my younger self and obviously to all of you guys out there, if you're dating is to learn how to respect yourself. Mm. These are red flags because you will notice if you're allowing someone to disrespect you, that is how you're disrespecting yourself. So Mm. for me, that's what I learned is like, oh, I allowed all these things to happen because I didn't think that I was worthy of it or that I was good enough for it or that should have mattered to me. But obviously in hindsight, when you grow and through these experiences, I am only the person I am because of these experiences. As much as I didn't Mm -hmm. want to give that to these guys that I dated, especially Bob, (laughs) like, you know, it's like he played a really big role in me learning the hard way of, oh, those are things that I never really thought about or respected about myself. And Mm -hmm. now I do. Yeah. Take all of it as a learning experience. And even if you learn the hard way, it's a lesson that's well learned. Definitely. So Good luck to all of you guys who are either dating, <laughs> not dating, in relationships, engaged, married, whatever it is. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> it's okay. We got you. We, we'll, we'll, we'll make as many episodes of what we've learned and what other people have told us and all of that just so we got each other's back as sisters. Exactly. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. It would mean the absolute world to us if you guys could go on iTunes to rate and subscribe and to follow Follow us on Instagram at perfectly.imperfect.podcast. We have an amazing team behind the podcast Instagram and they're doing such a phenomenal job, honestly. Shout out to Ramona and Angelica. And you guys can get our latest updates, inspirational quotes, good feeling posts, feel goods (laughs) on there. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.